gives us nothing but take from them everything. And welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know this fine gentleman as... The Rum Guy. And today we have an extremely incredible guest. It's Mr. Matt McGuire. He is the human slave of Saulborg Destructo from Guar. Hey, how you doing there? How's it going, that man? That is a hell of a title. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is, man. I, I'm, I'm a... First off, Matt, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out to do this and come hang out oh. with us for a while, and that you are actually on a groundbreaking episode for us. This is the 600th episode of our show. All right. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a long time, man. We've been almost, what, we've been, what almost we, nine years. Almost nine years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's excellent. Well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully crazy. it'll just all go downhill after this episode. Sure, <laughs> probably so. Probably so. <laughs> we're at the, we're at our I'll pinnacle just, now, just, man. This is it. I'll make sure to like steer it right off the track here. Cool. <laughs> so, so Matt, yeah, give us give us some stuff, man. Tell us uh, what it's like to to uh, be a a slave with these guys. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because I, I got enslaved when I was 19, you know, so almost child labor. Um, and we have had a long, crazy, arduous journey with all these crazy pitfalls that happened throughout, you know, the last 35 years of the band's uh, existence. Um, and, you know, prior to that, these these, these uh, aliens have been around for millions and millions of years, so you know you have that as well. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's 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 been a blast. I mean, it's ulti- ultimately you go, oh, you're a slave of Guar, and then you're like, but it's a really cool gig. It's an awesome gig. <laughs> oh man, I <laughs> bet. Sounds like an awesome gig. And how how were you recruited? Um. So the human slave of 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 uh, Techno Destructo, he mm-hmm. uh, he actually Hunter Jackson. He was one of the uh, and you know breaking the fourth wall a little bit here. Yeah. He was one of the co-founders of the band, and uh, he actually had the initial concept of it. He he was the wow. one who had the movie, which was called Scum Dogs of the Universe, and had <laughs> some of the preliminary characters and preliminary ideas of what would later become Guar. And when I came down to go to school at VCU in uh, Richmond, Virginia, um, he, he I, I guess I, I'd met him in the 80s with doing shows. <laughs> and and I, I, you know, I'm this punk kid going, hey, guys, I draw comics and make stuff too, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and I slowly, he, he, he got me working on, we worked on a few comic book projects together. And then he would be like, oh, you want to go to the slave pit and slush some molds with latex or help cast medallions or things like that. And it just was a slow process of like how much crazy grunt work can you actually take before you actually break? You know? Right, <laughs> you know? right, gotcha. right, right, yeah. So 
it, it, it was a proving ground because it was like there's a lot of people, especially <laughs> they have misconceptions about what Guar actually is. Yeah. And they go, oh, well, it's this crazy rock band. Of course, y'all are driving Lamborghinis and living in mansions and stuff. And yada, yada, uh... yada. When, when the reality is, is that we put almost every single dime back into the project. You know, this has been more so an art movement than a band. You know, like yeah. the band part of it is very important, but there's so much stuff that's attached to Guar that you have to want to be here. Literally. It's not so, like, oh, go ahead. So there's no there's no actual Lamborghinis and no mansions. Is that Come on, saying? man. Come on. Tell well, us sleazy, the truth. Sleazy P. Martini drives all that stuff. I uh, <laughs> figured Sleazy <laughs> would have something to do with it. <laughs> he's Guar's. He's Guar's. Actually, I think he's more of like a a, a challenger type type of guy. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's he says he's his manager, but I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's what worked in cahoots with the CIA to create the crack em- epidemic and you know all that good job. <laughs> oh, that's but, nice. Uh, oh um, man, yeah, it's 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 very uh, it's interesting because that that process did weed out a lot of people who just couldn't handle the amount of work that it takes to do guar. You know, a lot of a lot of people don't understand how much work it well, is i'm all. sure man because i mean it's a lot of dude you guys do a lot of stuff yeah i mean yeah, really and you you y'all tour a lot yeah you know it's very yeah, strenuous at our, at, at our heyday we were doing uh, uh 10 months out of the year we were doing oh, this no. is this is a lot like if i were to compare it to something a lot like a crazy broadway review that has been running for 35 years yeah yeah it's it has that similar thing, except for it's like the circus where you go town to town and bring it to, you know, sure. bring, it, bring it to other people. Yeah. We're all yeah, around I the mean, world. <laughs> that is amazing, though. Absolutely freaking amazing. All this stuff. Yeah, you man. And, you, and you're the art guy, right? You you do a lot yeah. of this stuff. So that's the that's the part where, you know, when people try to quantify it as a as a band. You have this thing where you have the artists and the musicians, and everybody wears multiple hats. So we all contribute to other aspects. So when you're coming up with concepts or tunes or imagery, everybody sort of contributes into a nice big creative pot of coolness, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is different. You know, most bands have, you know, three to five, six guys, whatever, in, in it, and you're just arguing about the music most of the time instead of. Uh, the concept, sitting, the imagery, all yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, sitting there going, okay, so we're going to do this with Paris Hilton, and then we're going to go over here and do this with, you know, whoever, whatever other person y'all are uh, killing or yeah. <laughs> doing something along those lines. have a crack-addicted dinosaur that yeah. comes out and eats everybody at the end. There's <laughs> that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's funny. It's like... Um, uh, I took my boss to see you guys. I, like everybody, I'm a huge fan. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've said when we met the first time, uh, I told you all that. I was talking to you guys, and I said, I think the first time I saw you guys was in '91 or '92, nice. somewhere around that area. Um, it was, in fact, it was right. I want to say it was right before America Must Be Destroyed, or it was, uh-huh. or it was right after it was released. I can't remember exactly when. Um, but. Everyone I've ever told about the band, and I, I always say, well, you guys got to go see them. And they're like, okay. So when you guys come, I always take that person to their first Gore show. And I took my boss to see you guys. 
And he was like, oh, my God, it was the best show I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, yeah, I told you, man. He's like, he's like, you know, he's not really into metal, but he was just kind of like, you know, music aside, it was good music, he said, but the show is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> The the show is definitely that that hook, you know. Um, you know, they're just, he was just kind of like, man, they put so much into that. I'm like, yes, it's a lot of work, man. I mean, they really put bust their ass in that. I've seen like well, you know back, backstage stuff and things like that that you guys have done. It's too. It's funny because you know the, the anomaly with me is that I was you know, young when Gore started, you know, cause Gore started in, it technically it was 84 when the first, you know, few specs of shows and things had started. 84. And, Holy shit. Man. Yeah. And so, so I was in, I was in high school. It, my first Gore show was like 87, I think. Yeah. And I actually got to see, you know, the raw visceral part of it because this was like the first real, formation of it like right. okay you got a decap you got a face rip you got a gut rip maybe somebody's arm gets ripped off and then you kill techno destructo and that's it you know yeah. that's a show and you're seeing it in i mean my first <laughs> the the experience was <laughs> i'm at the 930 club in in dc and back then it was this really crappy punk rock club and you were crammed in there as, you know, tight as it could be. And I remember the first song I was like, I didn't really, I was like, I'd seen videos. I'd seen a couple things in Flipside magazine, you know, or Thrasher magazine. Yeah. And um, back when magazines were a thing. And, uh, <laughs> and What's that? You mean yeah. something on paper? The, the, yeah. The, to <laughs> the talking trees, you know, um, uh, the, uh, the thing is, is like once you see that first, I mean, the chaos that ensued, it just sort of melted my sweet teenage brain. You know, <laughs> it was just like, you know, I, I holy crap! There's this, you know, crazy alien guy attacking <laughs> the crowd and like just, you know, going nuts, and then they're spraying blood all over the place. It was just, dude, it was amazing. Dude, you know, I, I look, I know, I had the same feeling when I first saw when I saw you guys as well, man. I was just like. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, what? It, yeah. Where have well, you guys been all my life? <laughs> do you remember me, Wayne, saying that I never actually got to see Guar? I do. I do. I remember that. I was I was mistaken about that. Oh, oh okay. Right. I was, and it was in 1993. You nice. guys were in Pittsburgh. Uh huh. Somewhere in Pittsburgh, <laughs> and I was talking to uh, when we were just up in. Uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Wayne, uh, not yeah, too long ago, yeah, I was yeah, up yeah. there for a couple, for like a month or so, uh, went up and I ran into some friends of mine and they had mentioned, you know, do you remember the concerts we used to go to? And I said, oh yeah, yeah. Well then they, we were still talking about that when I got back and I got on uh, Facebook and we're messaging back and forth. And he says, remember when we went to the Guar show? I said, Guar? No, oh, I remember going to the Guar show. He says, dude, you were so wasted. I was like, oh, <laughs> That's probably well, there you go. Oh man. Yeah. And you know, like, um, to be honest, man, I don't even remember. I was one of my friends from Florida. He decided he was, when he moved here to go to school with us, he was in high school with us. And, uh, he was like, look, let's go see this band. And I was like, okay, I I've listened to the band. You know, I was listening to the band since, um, I think I bought scum dogs when, when I was 
12, 13, <laughs> you know? And then, and then, uh, so I was listening to that. And I think the very first, my very first taste of Guar was actually live from Antarctica. Yeah. Like I bought the, the, the videotape and my dad was like, what the fuck? Are you, what is this? What are we getting? I said, <laughs> it looks cool, dad. Let's get it. And he's like, all right, fuck it. Go ahead. Buy it. And, you know, and from that point on, I was hooked. So like, I don't remember exactly how we got tickets to go to the show, but I do remember that the venue is no longer, it's no longer the same venue anymore. Of course it was, uh, it was New Orleans music hall back in the day. Oh yeah. 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 I loved it. I loved it to death. I saw so many bands in there. Um, I saw Guar probably four times and Rog once in that venue. Oh (laughs) yeah. I remember that show. (laughs) (laughs) The Rog show. Yeah, there was yeah. like there was like ten people there, or because yeah. you know what, and it was funny because I, I mean, it was it was terrible for the turnout, but it was funny because I was like, I'm standing there in the front row, and and Brocky jumps off and lands on my goddamn head, and I'm like, he's <laughs> and he's screaming at the crowd, "That's how you stage die, motherfucker! You don't fucking just lay, come on, jump off the stage." <laughs> he was giving you a, like a lesson on how to stage dive, which was fantastic. Uh, but totally, totally braggy. Right, dude. And it was, it was such a surreal experience. And like, I have a t-shirt somewhere still in this house that's signed by everybody that was there. Like all the guys, oh, nice. everybody signed the shirt for me. Um, even, uh, um, was it, was it in the, uh, character or was it in the, the fictional, uh, characters for, for Rog? It was, it was, it was in the characters. Cause like, uh, techno signed his <laughs> as that. And then, and then, uh, Slimantra, she's, she signed it and she put, she called me a slave girl. Oh, she, <laughs> she wrote, she wrote slave boy and then just crossed it out and wrote girl real big across of course. it. It was, it was awesome. You know, it was a really cool experience for me, man. Hell but, yeah. but I mean, um, so you know the band's been around for thirty years, yeah, or give or take, well, I right? Think, I guess it's like yeah, technically Bobby would say thirty-five with the, you know, he 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 benchmarks it on some of the earlier shows and the concept of when Hunter actually created the Slave Pit at the Dairy. Gotcha. So um, that's sort of like where the movie that he was trying to make was getting filmed, and that was where the um, you know you got your peanut butter and my chocolate thing happened. Yeah. With, with dave and him you know dave had his band and hunter had his movie and they just went hey can i wear my can i wear your cool costumes for a show (laughs) you know it essentially turned into like the joke about you know their death biggie show was we're gonna do this joke band called guar and then death biggie will play and then it was like more people wanted to see guar so it just became that so that's where it came from Oh, okay. The joke's doing better than the real band. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember um, um, when I first heard uh, Brocky Experience, too. That was like a buddy of mine's band opened up for them at this little shithole out here called the Dixie Tavern. Now, the Dixie Tavern, mm-hmm. let me tell you, man, that was the place to play if you were in a punk or a hardcore or a metal band. Like, my band played there a bunch of times, you know? I'm like, we love the place, but it was one of those places where you sit on the couch, you're sitting in someone else's piss. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, it's that, yeah. it was that kind of <laughs> environment, man. And you walk outside CBGB. and... Yeah, yeah, kind of like, it was New Orleans version of CBGBs, I guess you can say. Yeah, you, right, you, right. you walk outside, you know, and, and, and not two minutes after standing on the corner, you get asked if you want to buy some crack or if you have right. weed or, you know, whatever. But I remember seeing Brocky play there, man, and and I was just like, wow, this is cool, you know. This is like really, and I was really into that shit too. But um, 
um, what I was going to, what I was leading into was, I remember you guys coming here one year and you guys were playing with yourselves. You guys played with ex cops. Yeah. Which was, and I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, I was like, isn't that the same band? Like, is it, was that mostly the same guys or was it? Yes. Uh, okay. It was, it, so, so the, the gag was originally we did, so you say those shows from 92, 93, we had a fake band called Prestige that opened up that. Was that the techno cons- band? Yeah. Yes. So Prestige, <laughs> Prestige was a conceptual band from Anton Riemkob, who is this art critic who's just, He's so highbrow that he's just a disembodied floating head. Oh, and my he God, basically dude. says, hey, there's not going to be a gore show tonight. Yes. We're going to have prestige instead. And that. we loved the fact that the audience got so enraged at <laughs> prestige that when we killed them, you could hear, you know, the music's going full blast. And you could hear the audience just go, yeah, you know, just so into us. Dude, getting rid of this band. So we had the idea that we could do a whole evening, like actually have those skits intertwined that Gore would start coming out and killing the opening bands. And it sort of spawned on that idea that we had, I mean, we had, I I was coming up with a rap band. I had a (laughs) hip hop rap band. And then uh, we had a a skinhead band called Satan Skins. We had nice (laughs) hillbilly band. There was all these different bands that we were going to like sub out. But X Cops, Pete basically went back and he wrote most of the record. He came back with all these really cool tunes. We're like, okay, X Cops, it is. And we did a prototype show in Richmond, and it was the most batshit crazy. (laughs) It was, it was like people they didn't understand that like me and Don and Chuck were all plants in the audience, and we would come up and try to attack the band. And it just turned into such utter chaos that we were like, okay, we're on to something here, you know, <laughs> you know? And, and, and I love the fact that like we did that for two tours where we opened up for ourselves. We'd usually have like a, a, a mid, uh, you know, a direct support band. Yeah. So X cops would play, the other band would play and then Gore would go on. So we could have a little bit of a break, but I love the fact that a lot of times you'd be out in the parking lot and the kids would be going, Oh man, you guys are great. Oh, but what about the X Cop band, man? They were totally. What was up with that? That was terrible. What was going on with that? You know, and they're just dissing it. And then you go, oh, well, that was that was us. And they're like, oh, I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was cool. It was cool, man. It was good. It was good. You know, it's like a lot of people didn't really understand that it was pretty much everybody who was up there was in Guar at the time. Like we had our our drum tech was the drummer for x cop so that brad wouldn't have to drum twice both sets but then brad was out there singing and fighting with me and bobby you know so (laughs) i mean it was great you know everybody kind of switched hats and did all kinds of different things which that's what war was always about it was like let's have fun right creating all this kooky stuff any concept was taboo enough or wasn't uh you know crazy enough it was like keep pushing each other to do you know the craziest stuff we could think of you know yeah can i I ask a question though yeah when when this all went when this all came to be for you did your family and friends go what in the world are you doing (laughs) (laughs) the 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 funniest thing was my mom even to this day she's still waiting for me to get a real job (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, that was a thing. I remember I, I showed my mom because I had, uh, like I said, I was in high school. Uh, so it was <laughs> right as Scumdogs came out. I was graduating basically from high school. And I had Future's went, ahead of you, your entire future. Yeah, going right. To college, yeah. You know, yeah. you're going you're gonna to make a million dollars. Yeah. You're going to be a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, something like Dental that. Dental hygienist, at least, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I had went to the filming because, again, I had made friends with Don and Hunter and a couple of the guys through going to shows. And I went to the uh, filming from Live from Antarctica. So I'm actually in the crowd. No uh, shit. You know, in the audience getting beat around and stuff. That's so and, good. And, and behind the scenes stuff, I was there for some of the filming of it. But again, I wasn't technically in the band at that point. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. And then later on, it was funny. My I showed my mom. I'm like, hey, I'm all proud. I'm like, cool. Check this thing out that I'm part of. You know. And she's like, that's terrible. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> What are these people? She always goes, those friends of yours. <laughs> <laughs> she put the, the, the air quotes, those friends. Yeah. yeah. The mom thing. Yes, definitely the yeah. mom thing. And, uh, and, and yeah, then I remember because I made it through like one year of school here and I'd already been, I'd already been uh, at the Slave Pit and kind of uh, pretty much in the band by that point. I did my first tour in uh, uh, 91 and um, it was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not finishing school. I'm, I'm learning way more stuff here. Right. And of course, sure. I'm gonna go join the circus. I'm not gonna stay in college. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. dude, you got a taste for it. They're just like, no, yeah. I'm doing this. This is, this. Yeah. And and you guys really had, you know, that spark when when that when Scum Dog said it just fucking blew you guys out of the water. Yeah, I mean, that's that was what really that entire time frame. I remember, uh, it, it was so electric to watch and we did it at the time we played america must be destroyed live on stage a couple times and it was so amazing because that song is an instrumental you know yeah. it's just a uh and a, a way that the musicians could just show their chops because there was so much layered there were samples there were so many cool things going on and it was amazing like it was just one of those in a multitude of uh mind-blowing times being on stage uh, you know, is this real? Is this a real thing? <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, dude, I can, I can imagine. I really can. Uh, you know, I mean, my band, of course, never, we never really got, uh, you know, that big of a notification, you know, notify everybody. But, but when we would play at like big venues, like we played at like Tipitina's and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and we were like, God, do you know how many shows we've seen at this place? You know, this is like historical shows, and we would just fucking play our hearts out. Even if it was in front of like six people, we didn't give a shit. Right. Because it was just like this building alone deserves something like that. And I can imagine, dude, like when you get up there and you just have that, you feel that electricity from the from the music and just was like, wow, you know, this is incredible. Yeah. It, it, but it, you're... It's... Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Oh, no, I was going to say Tipitina's is always one of those fond memories because uh, it always seemed to be a hub where we run into other bands that we were friends with yeah. that when they were on tour, they'd either have a day off or whatever. And I remember there's this one time where we had it was like a perfect storm where like Rollins band had a day off. So like most of those guys showed up and then they were on tour with Ween where we were a big you know, we were uh, friends with them from years and years ago. They they did some of their first shows with Guar. No shit. Um, and and yeah, they were uh, they were great. We were always 
good buddies with them. And, and then they, um, they were there and then it was out of nowhere, right? It was when Trent Reznor, he had a pad somewhere close there, I guess. Yeah. He lived, he he lived in the garden district. Yeah. He didn't live very far from there. Yeah. Yeah. He showed up and it was like this crazy, like, okay, so I'm, we're getting dressed in our costumes (laughs) and then, there's guys from Ween and Rollins Band, and they're hanging out while we're getting naked and getting in our costumes and running around, and we're just chit-chatting. So, like, as the show's going on, here we're coming back going, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, so you doing okay? Okay, cool. I got to go back to the new thing. You know? <laughs> I got to go and get then, blood all over <laughs> Yeah, I got to go get blood on these people. And then uh, Trent Reznor was up in the balcony, and Dave, you know, he's like, oh, uh, the invitations had all been extended to come back to the house and chill out and hang out and just have fun, whatever. And Dave just couldn't freaking help himself where he's like, <laughs> Oh, so we had a, we had a scene where Slyminstra would get a, uh, a, a pocketbook. And he said, it was like a, a present that odorous bought Slyminstra. And it was like, I got, I got this handbag from Walmart. You know, he's like, well, you don't, you don't appreciate this, this purse. You don't appreciate it. He's like, Trent Reznor would appreciate this ah. and, he looked, and he looked up at Adam in the balcony and of course all these people are like what you know? that's so fucking funny and he's just like he's just like Pew! and then he's gone he's like never to be seen again you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's how that's how he is though. That's, because that's that, Trent that, for that dude you. owes me twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he really does, dude. He really owes Justin. He owes Rome's twenty dollars, man. And and he's always. I swear to God, ever since I've known Justin and uh, Rum, it's been the same thing. That motherfucker owes me twenty dollars. <laughs> twenty bucks. <laughs> twenty bucks, man. Show up to a party. He's like, man, man. And you know, they were just really getting. You know, they weren't as huge as they got. You know, at the time. Right. And he's like, dude. uh, since uh, you just showed up uh, and your car is still warm, uh, go buy. We're almost out of beer. Go buy beer. I was like, <laughs> okay. I said, uh, I said, all I got's, you know, I, I said, do you want to kick in for this? He goes, no, man, I'll spot you when you get back. I'll, I'll owe you 20 bucks. I was like, all right, so all I got's 20 bucks. How am I going to get gas? He said, I'll give you gas money too. <laughs> I went and got the beer, came back. Reznor drank the beer, looked at me. Went to the bathroom, ducked out the back, and got in his car and drove away. I was like, son of a bitch, owes me 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a, what a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But, but you are, uh, you, you do what? All the, almost all the art, the drawing art, the, well, the t shirt? Yeah, that's the thing. Most of us, so back in the day when we had a, a lot more artists, we're down to about three or four uh, main mm-hmm. core artists. And, me and Bobby have sort of, uh, Bob Gorman have, uh, you know, sort of rose to the top of like the quote unquote old timers. Like, I was, well, yeah. I, I was the youngest at that point. Now I'm like one of the older, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, man, I'm getting funny old. how that works. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like as far as art direction and things like that, uh, Don's, Don Dracula, who, play, who uh, is the human slave of Sleazy P. Martini, he, he actually, um, he was one of the art directors that uh, we sort of picked up the torch from him when he when oh, he nice. put it down. And um, yeah, so a lot of the stuff, you know, people always get into this like argument about like, well, I like the band back in, you know, 92 and I like the band back in 2002 and I like the bands looking, you know, whatever. And it's always like. You can't just keep doing the same thing. No, you, know? you can't. Like, you can't. It you gets gotta, stale, you gotta change man. At the time. Yeah, 
and 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 a lot of it's like you know they always complain like okay well uh it, it's just like when uh the marvel universe redoes spider-man for the eight millionth time you Rome. know it's like that's what <laughs> That's what you got to do. You have to kind of repackage it sometimes. All right, you know? all right. Can you can you repeat that one more time so Rome can you, hear you? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I I agree with you when it comes to certain things, but Spider Man is just one of those things we, you do not have we, to keep. We we have this argument like at least once a year about <laughs> I, about Spider Man. I'm sorry if I hit a hot button. No, no. <laughs> it's it's funny, dude. It's funny you brought it up because like every so often he's like, I don't give a shit. It's why? What do you mean? There's another dimension? No, bullshit. It's still Spider Man. <laughs> Right. It's just crazy. It's like it's like and and it's another thing. There's only one Nick Fury. It's David Hasselhoff. No, it's not David Hasselhoff. <laughs> it's David Hasselhoff is the only Nick Fury. <laughs> I, I, I know. I wish that movie was good. <laughs> right, right. I agree with you on that statement, man. I really do. Because it's not I at mean, all. We're border we're borderlining that uh, Captain America nineties movie. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that one's bad. Oh, oh my god! It, it, it's awesome. it's no worse than like all the uh, the '70s stuff that they put out with with like, you know, oh, the, the, the Spider-Man stuff and the old, oh, uh, yeah. oh god, the Thor that Incredible looked like Hulk. the Thor looked like a terrible wrestler. Yeah, like yep. he he really did. He looked like one of those bad like uh, um, like heels that they just throw out in the WWE or just like get get him go get some some screen time, boy. You know, yeah. like like that. You know. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Ragnarok's around the corner, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just it's just hysterical that uh, that uh, all those all those uh, characters from back then and they're, they're they they come back and they do them. But I mean, it, they need to give some space in between. I mean, you can't revamp the Spider-Man universe in three years. And start yeah. from one again. I mean, yeah, it was I just really, anyway. It was just ridiculous. Although I do, yeah. I, I do, I, I do like Tom. Uh, is Tom? Yeah, Holland, the new kid that's playing Spider-Man. I really dig him as Spider-Man. Like, as, yeah, yeah, you he's, know, he's doing a good job. I think all of them have been good except for Tobey Maguire. I didn't really care for him. <laughs> that's that's who you get to kill next, Spider-Man on stage. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't want Disney coming. Yeah, know. you can't. Yeah, you can't <laughs> fuck with Disney doors. characters now, man. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Disney's probably the worst person in the world to deal with <coughs> or company. Like yeah. now the, for us just mentioning Disney on here, we may get sued. Yeah, right. <laughs> Kid, don't laugh now, too much like Mickey, okay? Oh yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah you're right. <laughs> now the the out the um the the outfits, the the uniforms, the war yes. uniforms. Um is it how, I mean, are, are some of those, are those some of the, like, I don't know how to word it. I'm trying to say it. Are they original pieces? Do, you, do they have to remake their armor? Yeah. So a lot. So that's, that's what like a lot of people don't understand with, with the way that we have to make our stuff in order to last a touring, you know, a, a touring cycle. We want to at least last about two years. Right. Okay. And so depending on who's wearing it and how well they take care of it and all that uh good jive it's like the you know <laughs> if you have a guy you know stepping on his mask ringing it out while he's telling you i should make the mask stronger <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> you know he's using his his sneakers to ring his mask out yeah okay i'll try to make that stronger man but that's <laughs> that's the that's the thing it's like there's certain disciplines of like if you take care of it we have props that are 20, 30 years old. You know, we really? have, 
a lot of the stuff from the 80s that's kind of like, uh, you know, being archived that, you know, hopefully one day we'll throw it in a museum or something. Oh, uh, man, The Gore Museum so. would be awesome. You know, and then, and then there's incremental parts. Like, so I'm, uh, you know, we've been talking about, uh, you know, because some people don't appreciate the newer looks because there's too much detail and there's too much, uh, uh, they like the cruder looking guar. From the I don't days. know, man. I don't know. I, I think the the newer looks are are. Well, it's it's fine. I mean, I know all this is subjective. And yeah, some yeah. people are just always going to pine for the time they liked Guar, whatnot, and that's fine. But the logic behind it was that we were going, if we're going to do, you know, you're shooting with a 4K camera, it'd be good to have that detail on there. Yeah. You know, if you if of you course. have the detail to make it look movie ready or photo ready, th- then yes, none of that you know super crazy detail is going to translate from stage you know the kid in the front row might see it but the kid way in the back isn't gonna care you know right right just 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 look at the 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 uh progression of uh just cosplay in the cosplay universe within the conventions and the amount of detail that goes into those costumes just out of a video game that they saw played yeah i mean that's that's a lot of detail that goes into that stuff and i I can see the, the progression getting better and better through the years i think that's i think that's something that like you said, it's it's it needs to you need to keep up with it. It needs to be updated on occasion. It, you know? it's, it it's difficult because you go from art direction to art direction, but it's also opinions about you know Don Don was really good at riding the fence of like okay here's the old school war here's what the crude kind of paper mache look was and I e the more like cartoonier version yeah but sure. He, he he also wanted to perpetuate, uh, you know, make the cartoon real, like make it look like a realistic cartoon. And I was like, I, I subscribe to that as well. I think it looks better if it if, it, you know, it's a cartoon brought to life, you know. And, and I agree 100 percent. You know, so, yeah, like it, it I, I've never l- let any of that kind of dictate. It's always been like, hey, you know, if we're into it and we want to drive it that way, that's what we do. You know, yeah, and, and you know, I completely agree with you on that, man. Because you know, I mean, if you look at it like look at it as a comic book, okay? Yeah. Because if you look at like the comic book art from the '70s, and then you look at what the '90s brought us, which was the Spawn stuff and the like, really, mm-hmm. really, really detailed like uh, Capullo and McFarlane and 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 you know Jim Lee and all those guys. Really, you know, not that not that the the old guys were terrible. You know what I'm saying? That art is great too, but it's it's subjective. Like if you look at the difference, the '90s kids are gonna be like, "Man, look how good this looks." It's got glossy paper. It's really nice. It's detailed. Well, compared to the crap that you put out in the '70s, you know. I mean, it's... well, but that that that's the thing, right? You're talking, um, uh, like if you took Kirby for instance, right? Right. Right. Uh, he's he's definitely one of the perpetuators of modern mythology right now. Hundred percent. You know. Hundred percent. You go, you go into looking at his style. Yeah, some perspectives wrong, some proportions are wrong, but yet the visuals and you know the amount of work the man did is just unbelievable. <laughs> exactly. You know? So but, you, you kind of look at it in those scopes. It's like, yes, yeah, some of those other guys who kind of are at the forefront of pushing what comic book art is sort of turned into. Yes, they took those images and those inspirations and they made them their own right. and that's that's how i look at gore it's always you you know you're gonna have 
those times where, yeah, maybe some people just don't get it or understand or even understand the origins of where this came from, you know? Right. Gotcha. I mean, it's everything evolves, man. It, yeah, it yeah. has to. It has to evolve. I mean, the only <clears throat> thing that hasn't evolved is TV cartoons. I agree, <laughs> and and I agree with TV that. TV cartoons <clears throat> look like I drew them. Yeah, man. Look, we I've had plenty, <clears throat> plenty arguments about this, especially with like the new stuff, like like the the bastardized the new Darkwing Duck. The, and well, no, not even stuff. that. Darkwing looks pretty good compared compared to like the bastard uh, bastardized version of fucking Thundercats. Oh, Thundercats! Oh, Did you have you seen that, Matt? Have you? Seen, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude! And and I'm not I'm not a you know I'm not a, one of those guys that's like hates on everything because it does, it's not what it looks like. You know, I, I I know I understand that things need to progress, but this actually to me didn't progress. It went away. It, it, it got it got so that it lost a lot of its character. Yeah, and it, because the older stuff had detail in it, like we were talking about detail right. now and. In yeah. the costumes, but now everything is a flat. Uh, everything is flat, very well, you, one-dimensional. You you go through industry standards, is what I, you know. I've seen in in most of those entertainment industries, there's always these industry standards of like, okay, if you look at old Hanna Barbera stuff, yes, it's very simple, right? But yeah, you were but... getting stuff across. If you start to you know migrate into the filmation, like He Man and all those, where they were trying to add more detail you know you're 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 bebopping between like french and american and japanese and Mm -hmm. all these different animation houses that were at the time it's like now you have access to digital animation and a lot of it is driven by simplicity so that's where the industry goes it's every car i'll put a show that's just very simple yeah you're right it is but i mean uh i don't know i guess because everything's digital and it's and you a lot of things still back then was a little bit a little bit more hand-drawn into you know oh all of it it was was gritty you're talking about having to shoot plates through like uh you know 16 slots (laughs) of glass with all sure but i mean but now everything looks like the powerpuff girls yeah yeah well that's that's like you, you, you go, okay, if that works, then why why not have everything do, you know, because you're talking about production value. Because it cost. makes rum mad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, hey, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I love when you see the craft. It's like uh, if you if, – let's, let's take uh, the movie Heavy Metal, for instance. Oh, right? yes. oh great movie. You go, you go, yes, there's rotoscoping. Yes, there's all these things that are aiding in the animation, and you can tell it. But the yeah. beauty of it is, like you took, like Mobius's style is on screen. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and, to, and to have Mobius's style up on the big screen is just—it's unbelievable, you know. So, sure. you know, there's that. There's it, it. It always is. I think it ebb and flows. You're gonna have this thing where, yeah, the 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 normal go. Hey, this is all too simple. Let's go back to making it look you know, very detailed. And that'll be the shock and awe for the next generation. You know? Right. Like, yeah. Probably will. Yeah, I, I agree with that because I, computer technology is getting more advanced. Video game technology is getting more advanced. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you uh, go, I from, mean, go from the, fucking Pong to what you got now, dude, is, is ridiculous. The, <laughs> the things the things like we're seeing, as we said, with cosplay and onstage creation and things like that, uh, the materials are there to make them more detailed, make them more yes. amazing. Because yeah. um, I remember uh, my first visual of when I saw a picture of Guar mm-hmm. was 
I didn't know what it was when I was a young kid. I thought it was the bad guys from Power Rangers. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because, you know, they had those type of, you know, oh, yeah. that, that look. Yeah. You know, so exactly. I was like, oh, what? Is, I was like, when? What is this? I was like, oh, then I got it. was like, okay, this is kind of cool. But again, I, get I, it now. I, I do want to say, though, again, Guar was still more detailed than the Power Rangers. <laughs> Absolutely. Even, even back then, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, all yeah, these people right. were complaining I mean, about the detail work. There was still detail even back then, because compared oh, to some of oh, the yeah. monsters, the yeah. monsters that are on those those shows at the Power Rangers, <laughs> they look like some of them are terrible. But yeah, but I mean, there wasn't a lot to compare it to back right. then. I mean, you, I mean, it was like Godzilla stuff, on you know? stage. Yeah, it was like watching that sort of thing. It was like the next thing was bad guys from Power Rangers. There's nothing else that was on, <laughs> you know, American yeah. TV or. And another thing I always liked about uh, about you guys was uh, how you were able to get into different things. Like, there's a Christmas special. There's uh, just random weirdness. There's uh, I saw an interview one time uh, with uh, uh, one of uh, one of the guys doing a uh, news report talking about uh, like NASA or something. I'm talking. What is this? It was just yeah, bizarre it, shit. It, it's it's always that's that's the beauty of this project in general is that you're talking about the satire and the parody that Guar can produce. Mm-hmm. It's just you know this aliens take of humanity. You know, right. like understanding the things that make you human. You yeah. know, because that's what these these aliens don't get it. You know, they're first of all they are they created the human race. Right. And they're just going, you know, I don't want to have any part of these, you know, okay, what can you do for me? That's all that they're looking into. But, you know, when you when you say, like, you can portray all of these things, because originally when Hunter was uh, creating the movie, like one of the one of the drafts was only one of the characters was supposed to join a rock band. Okay. Oh, okay. Them, the rest of them were supposed to just have all these human interactions like one gets a really bitchy girlfriend that you know can't you know he doesn't know how to deal with and then another gets a job that he can't stand you know and and there's just these you know things that you that you go through as a human that you're just juxtaposing upon these aliens going you know how do they react and what did they do and oh that's a lot like me you know like it's it it, that was the initial idea you know so we're we're saying there's a lot the human race can learn from Guar. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. most of it is to stop giving a fuck, you know? <laughs> pretty, pretty much, man. It's like, I, I get to that point where you have all these, like, you can be chicken little and go, you know how many times you almost got hit by an asteroid in the past couple of years? Okay, well, <laughs> you know, and again, you, you might think high and mighty about how I'll, i got to pay my bills and do my taxes and all this other crap, but yet, you're floating in a rock in a, on a, in, a, in a ginormous universe. That's all you're doing. You know, it's like, eh, right. you know, the grand Puts things in perspective things don't, a little bit. Yeah. Just yeah. don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about it. Right? You know, in you mo- know? Most people don't think about it like that, man. You know, you know, they think about like, we're just on a rock. Yeah. You know, just, th- just think of one person on top of the globe area. spinning in, this, in a circle. And their thought is, I need the new iPhone. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's, oh man, I need to get the new, the bestest, the bestest, greatest new thing. You know, it's like yeah, no, no, it. no. Well, but the, the the main idea is like living your life, just living your life. You know, don't, don't, you know, like the, the no, the person that dies with the most toys does not win. You still die, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? 
Brian, did you look? Your relatives are going to be arguing over all your toys, so that's cool. Did you did you look into my house? Because <laughs> <laughs> because you know I, my uh, the studio office is actually my uh, you know quote unquote man cave, you know, <laughs> and I, and I have like all my action figures in here that I have left. I sold all my other ones. I had I had an entire uh, two car garage uh, full of figures that I sold. And uh, so nice. I ha- so I have some left, and I was just like laughing. I said, "I don't have a camera on or anything." <laughs> Wayne, I, Wayne, I just Wayne plays it. with dolls. I, I do. You knew it. Uh, you knew it. I figures, knew. Bro, they're, yeah, they're not dolls, dude. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't play with dolls, bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of stuff, man, you you know you're the art guy. You're the guy who does. Do you do all the comics yourself, or is it well you and someone so- else? That like I said earlier, uh, Hunter Jackson was the one who kind of he he sort of led the way. Everybody in Guar, like Dave Brocky, Don Dracula, Chuck Varga, all, all these guys, everybody was inspired by comics. You're talking if if you really want to look at some of the roots of Guar, just take every issue of 2000 AD from like 84 <laughs> to like 88, and he's like, "There's where Guar came from," you know. But uh, it's like. Yeah, everybody perpetuated the visual images because you're like, how do you tell all this story on stage? Some of it you just can't do unless you have this ginormous production value that, you know, but back, even back then, that was the only way to tell some of this story was through comics. So Hunter, me and Hunter, me and Hunter, I'd done comics all through high school. And when I came here, we did a wrestling comic. That was the first thing that oh, nice. I did with him was a wrestling. We had a we both had wrestling universes and we jammed them together and made this really cool comic. And, um, uh, as we were perpetuating, like how to do more stories, then we actually thought we'll start, we'll take all the newsletter, uh, comic strips that we were doing in mind control monthly and compile them into black and white, uh, omnibuses. And then, you know, put them out as, you know, like, Hey, Gwar comic. And that sort of got us into the thing where, okay, as we, we got a little bit of money out of that. Let's perpetuate an idea of like doing a full color. Uh, you know, we we had high hopes of a monthly comic, but <laughs> it happens, it man. More of like every six months to a year, we put one out or whatever. That's tough, uh, yeah. And uh, you know, because we're building Guar, we're writing records, we're we're, we're touring, all this other stuff. And uh, uh, but but anyways, we we did Slay Pit Funnies in the '90s. We put out. I think it was like seven issues of that ourselves. We just produced it. And so every artist at the time had an opportunity to contribute. So a lot of the, almost everybody in Guar contributed it some way or another, like colored the comic. Oh, that's cool. Inked it or, you know. And then, you know, as when Hunter decided to leave Guar, I sort of, I got so busy with uh, taking over some of the other responsibilities for like tour. Uh, I'm actually... Uh, the stage manager as well on the touring contingent. Oh, wow. And then and then on top of it, when we get home, so it's like pre-production for a show, building a brand new show, all that stuff. It's, my plate's pretty full. So for a, <laughs> a bunch like of years, I, did, I didn't do any comics. We didn't do any. And I started talking to Dave about like doing a graphic novel that was just a complete history because Gore's history had all these ginormous gaps in it where it's like, the first thing I asked him was like, how old is everybody? You know, where, where did this story begin? You know, we we started, we started cooking up an idea that the, the big bang was actually a 
a battle that Cardinal Sin and the Master and his forces were fighting, and this <laughs> ripped a hole in this reality and created this chaotic universe that 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 initially Gwar's responsible for this entire reality. You know, that's beautiful. <clears throat> so that's yeah, so we we went we started going down down that road and we started curating the entire story, filling up the gaps between comic strips and videos and all that stuff. And it just happened to be kind of, uh, you know, uh, a coincidence that our lawyer, he had met this comic book writer, Matt Miner, and he goes, you should, you should work with him. And so I met with him and we decided to launch Kickstarter a couple of years ago to do the first set of books that we had, hadn't done any since 99. Uh, so we did Orgasmageddon, I guess that was uh, 17, 18, I don't know. How many years? I don't know. They all go away. <laughs> um, but it, then last year we did uh, the Enormagantic Fail. That's a trade comic. And that one is specifically tailored off of. I was like, well, how do we tell the story? You know, if you've never heard of Gwar, don't understand what Gwar is. How do you tell right. a story that sort of sets the stage? So I said, we have a song called The Obliteration of Flab Corp 7. And that's the screw up that gets war sent to earth in the first place. I nice. Thought, a nice Rashomon type storytelling of everybody's account of what happened. I thought it'd be like a, he said, she said kind of thing would be funny. Yeah. So, sure. uh, that's, that's the comic that just came out last year. All right. And, um, that's the one you guys were selling at the con, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one we were selling at the con convention. And, and that, and that's sort of to be like a handbook for, a you know, a, a Someone who's not necessarily a Gwar fan could pick it up, be entertained by the story, but then they'd understand fundamentally why what Gwar is. You know? Yeah, yeah. Where you got, where they came from, and and yep. the reason they were stuck in the ice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's even it's even before that. Like, oh like, really? Oh okay. The last, All right. The last page is them getting shot out of the master's butt towards Earth. You know? <laughs> and the, and the, and the dinosaurs are looking up in the sky going, oh, there goes the neighborhood. You know? <laughs> That's fucking great, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, wow. dude, you know, there's so much you guys do and have done. Like, and, you know, you were telling the story earlier about the, the techno band that you guys yeah. were proud. I tell that to everybody because <laughs> that is one of the most memorable moments from a guar show because it was like this wall was up and this dude was out there and everybody was <laughs> booing him and shit. And I was like, I was like, what the hell is going on? You know? And then the little head was in the corner. There won't be no guar. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was so That'll funny. Be no guar show tonight. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was so funny, man. I, I, that's, well, what, what does, what, what do you do in your downtime when you're not yeah. doing everything? What What's downtime? <laughs> well, that's, that's that. That's that. Uh, that three weeks that you're not doing anything. When is that again? I. I well, well, probably, probably right now since we're all locked down mostly. No, it's it's crazy. Our social media director is like finally got you know he's like oh finally you guys will do all the stuff I've been asking for you for the last two years. To oh do because, no. Well, because it's it's essentially like you know trying to get everybody in the same room to do you know. Uh, you know, just create content for social media. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a bunch these, lately. These days, you have to, yeah, you have to be kind of uh, nimble. You know, you have to be really reactive to things in order to kind of keep people 
like, hey, I'm relevant. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> well, and, we know. Trust me. We know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, like, our social media manager has been pushing this uh, idea of, like, because there is some time, most of the shows that we uh, were going to do all got canceled or pushed pushed around and pushed, pushed the next year and stuff like that. And um, so it's like, yeah, this is the opportunity to create all that content. So everybody's, you know, basically been doing that. Like we're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to write skits now where we can do take uh, videos on our phones from you know wherever we're at and then edit them together so that we're not all in the same room. You know. That's oh yeah, yeah. Like being compliant but actually getting some stuff done. No, that's <laughs> cool. That's good. Yeah. That's really good because um, it's it's a lot of work, man. It really is. Oh, I've seen yeah. I've seen some of the stuff that you guys have been putting out, and you know, and it's not like a simple little thing. And and I'm I'm glad you guys started doing the live thing, even though the the connections have been kind of crappy in some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a uh, we've noticed that with a lot of the uh, you know, like I tried to do an Instagram one a few uh, a couple weeks ago, and just not having the hardwire connection it, it just was tough there's yeah so many people doing that on instagram and on facebook and all the platforms are just getting overloaded with people trying to do this stuff. yeah trust me man we tried to do our first live show uh last week and it was a it was bad because <laughs> we could we couldn't get anything to work. We were just like, yeah, nothing's working yeah. for us, man. We couldn't get any anybody connected and it was just it was a pain in the ass. So we're not giving up on it. It's just it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, the first one was a fail. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it, it's funny because that'll sort of like perpetuate the future. It's like that's how you interact with people now. You just Skype them or or uh, yeah. FaceTime them or you know, it's like don't touch me. Don't come near me. <laughs> you better be six feet away from me when we talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. half deaf. Oh. You're gonna have to scream. I, I want you six feet away from the screen. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, before this happened, how did the um, how did the touring look? Well, this year was this year was really stout, and and it was cool because we're sort of on the we talked about Scum Dogs of the Universe, and we're at that anniversary year right yeah. now. Yeah, and and it, it's kind of sad because we had all these really grandiose plans for for this year for that, and we're sort starting to have to put a lot of stuff on hold or push it back. Um, there is a few cool things that will be announced in a couple of weeks awesome. that will be pretty neat. So, uh, you know, keep, keep posting social media. Huh? Yeah, man, um, look, I, I'm super excited about it being, what is it, like, it's it's at, what, the 30-year anniversary of this album or 25th? Uh, 30th yeah. 30th yeah crazy <laughs> I, like, I, I oh, couldn't uh. <laughs> i couldn't believe that man I, I was like when when i saw somebody say something about it i was like holy shit it's really been that long i'm like yeah, man we're getting the time fucking, goes by we're getting fucking old man i'm like this is crazy <laughs> well it, the cool thing was the last squar show you guys played here at the joy right the yeah. joy theater i took my son and i told you this at at um at the con, but I know you've probably, there was so much shit going on at that time, but my son is, was his first show. His favorite song from you guys was, uh, is, um, Oh God, I'm losing my brain right now. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I feel terrible because I'm, it's, it's the first song off of America must be destroyed. Oh, uh, right. Right. See, uh, uh, well, don't about ham. Much. Ham on a bone. That's it. Oh, that's ham it. On the bone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's a song about ham. Good job. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, I hear it every day because he well, wants good, to hear good, it. Good once. thing he doesn't quite understand what it actually means. Correct, correct. He's a four-year-old kid, you know, and like, he, but he sings the words and and he he jumps around and has a good time. Uh-huh. So we took him to see you guys, and uh, at first he was a little uh, scared, but then mm. but then he but then he was like all about it, man. He loved it. He had a good time. He got a little spits on him. And, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, the best thing that that ever happened to him that he that he enjoyed the most was when you <laughs> FaceTimed him at the convention. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he that's had this awesome. dude. We we have a picture of it because he has a big shit eating grin on it, dude. I, and we oh, were, and, awesome. and I didn't get a chance to say thank you enough, man. But it was so awesome. Like he really, really appreciated that. Oh, that's cool. Um, well, you, you know, you got to get see, inspire those war fans early, right? Right, and that's what, and and this is and what what leads me to this is what amazes me is like, I remember at fucking thirteen listening to this, and now my four year old is listening yeah. to the same stuff, dude. Well, that that that's what's interesting because you know, uh, doing it as long as I have, you've seen people who were teenagers that have kids now, and like. Some of them have kids that are coming to the show. You know, you're like, there's three generations of kids. Right, <laughs> right, dude. It's so yeah. crazy, man. Wow. It's it's it, and and like I said, I've seen you guys uh, eleven or twelve times. You know, and and it never it, and everybody asks me the same thing. Don't you get tired of seeing that show? No, it's different every time, guys. You just don't understand. Yeah. It's 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 a fun show. You gotta go I, see I, them. I think that's been like you know some people's misconception because a lot of bands will tour you know they'll tour their concept record for you know ever or they'll they'll tour the same old tour that they've done every single year right and and like we come up with a new show pretty much every couple of years like it's just like we either add to it as we go out or we modify it or we change it somehow so that there's always something new to see yeah you know, we 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 we, we, we I think it's sort of like the artistic part of it is always like we, we just get bored with it too. We're just like we don't want to we don't want to show you people the same old crap we've been doing for you know. But, uh, well, when when is it going to be time when we're going to be turning? I mean, we turn on classic rock stations or just rock stations now, and it's like oh, it's like new classic rock Metallica. Or right. When are we gonna When are we gonna hear like uh, you know America Horse with No Name? Then bam, sick of you or you know, Bone Snapper or something. I, when are you I, guys going to get on it? I don't know. We're hoping. I don't know. The, the, the way the technology has changed, it's like jumping on Spotify to be in somebody's playlist. You're like, that's a whole new ball of wax. You know, yep. you're like, oh, well, somebody somebody actually has to put you on that playlist <laughs> or, or whatever. It's like, ah. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that mu- that much either, man. Like everybody says, oh, check out my playlist. I'm like, well, I don't want to listen to yours when I can listen to my own. You know, I don't understand, right, right. you know. But it's, it's all being social, man. It's yeah, being, but yeah. but not touching each other, but being social. Right, right. <laughs> That's it. You know. So well, what? Here's a, I'm okay. sorry. Go ahead. No, Mike. go ahead, dude. Go for it. I was gonna I was gonna ask. Uh, out of all the shows you've done and uh, everything you've been a part of, can you think of one particular moment that you thought either. Well, let me put it. Have you ever had that one moment where this could be it? This could be all come crashing down moment. <laughs> well, like, like we went too far, or like, like, like you looked out on the stage or went was like, uh oh, something's happened. No, no, that's the thing, right? Like with Gore, 
I think that was we we were like there's there's no saying sorry. It's always like it's it's like yeah, this is we're gonna show that really, you know, all the dark corners <laughs> of humanity get showed. You know, like we're not no, we're not. No one ever got that. mad about. No one ever got mad. It's like oh, you got mad about my girlfriend. People get mad all the time. One of my one of my best friends. She came to the show. We had we had we'd put Lacey Peterson in the show, right? <laughs> and the whole thing was like her. Her, she's out there, and this is the thing: if you're, if you can get the what we're saying right from, right from what this, we're putting her out there, and she's going, "Why, Scotty? Why'd you kill me?" You know, and we're pointing the finger at the son of a bitch husband who right. killed her, and yeah. the, and the, and the, and the, and the kid, and the kid, yeah, and going, "This is terrible, right? This is terrible." And my, my, my friend, she has a sweet Southern Belle accent, and she's like. I love y'all, but you're all going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, if the, if she thought that was bad, man, I've yeah, seen you guys well, do I mean, some really you know, fucked up when, stuff. When when Dave's in 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 Boulder, Colorado, with John Benet Ramsey smashing the 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 monitor wedge on John Benet, going, <laughs> "Why'd you kill me, Bobby? Why'd you kill me, right. Daddy?" <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like again, I, I I've never. That part never ever bothered me. I always thought that that was sort of like, if you want to put like a, a corporate term on it, that's the mission statement of Guar. You know, like, I was yeah. gonna say because that that's what you guys are. Uh, I mean, that's your thing. I mean, it, like you said, it's just the not give a fuck. You know, and I think that's great. But I'm yeah. sure there's still in in this day and age, as as the the evolution of the of Guar has come through <laughs> the times here, and we've gotten to the time of everybody's everybody's heard so about everything. Yes, exactly. Yes. Thank you. He's trying to figure out the, the words. The it. world is such a giant pussy now. It's so well, horrible. Pussification of the world. Y- yes. You, you go through these like safe space, trying to quantify how everybody can be uh, sheltered from reality at some certain po- point, and that's it's. If anything has made me more, you know, like we need our work is is not done, you know, because right. That's the part of it, man. It's like life. The reality is, is life is dangerous. Life is hard. And yeah. when you get to the point where you're trying to shield your children or shield the generations from that reality, that's that's a disservice to humanity. And that's where you have to really, you know, say, is all of this nonsense necessary? It's like, I bl- you know, I sort of blame those after school specials and those PSAs and all the you know, <laughs> crap. That, like, yeah. yeah, fuck you, like, G.I. Oh, Joe. You, yeah, don't don't get in the, don't get in that van with that creepy man. You know, like okay, well, yeah, stay well, in school. It's like yeah, right. Stay Fucking school, Mr. T. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it it is that it is that uh, you know it, we come to terms with like even some of the younger band members who've been in the band for a little while now having their issues with you know what we say or do on stage because it's that knee jerk of like the conditioning of their generation you know like yeah. oh you can't say that I've, I've seen that ruin bands before you can't you can't possibly think that that's going to be cool it's like yeah no we've done it a million times like it doesn't change the fact that we've done it a million times like, <laughs> this is you know Dude. like you could go on any video and say hey that's step that's too far over the line and i'm like that's never far enough you know right i I was gonna ask is there is there ever been someone that was brought up that you were gonna you know do something to on stage you know like you know that you guys do that was like uh no we can't do that 
now now i mean a lot of times it's, it's like you, you you go into this thing where you're just like uh there has been absolutely no rhyme or reason to who people get upset about it's always <laughs> like we're surprised True. like we we went we went to australia and we killed the prime minister we had this whole uh skit where we killed the prime minister we had the queen of england come out with the new royal baby nice here we chopped the prime minister's head off but yet we're spiking the baby like a football and they're like how dare you chop the prime minister's head off it made national news are you serious they wanted to kick us us out of the country because (laughs) we we you know it's like they didn't get that you know gore has been killing every president in a like Hell, we had Noriega in it and, and Saddam and all these other people that we've killed. It's like, it's like, it's ridiculous that you're getting butthurt about us. It's like, if anything, you should be flattered, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know? I, <laughs> like, I can't oh, even I, tell you how many people I've seen you guys do. Like, I, just, just, a, just a weird, like, presidents I've seen pretty much. At least, yeah. We, we we dug up Reagan and killed yeah. him again. Yeah. Like, one one of my favorites of all time is is Michael Jackson, and when you pulled off his face, it was a fucking Roswell Gray. Yeah, yeah. That was one of my favorite. <laughs> that was one of my yeah, favorites, that was, dude. That was me. <laughs> was it really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome, dude. That's I always so good. ended up playing Michael Jackson for some reason. That's <laughs> so fucking good, dude. That was one of my all time favorites, man. And, and like. I'll, I'll never forget that show because it was it was one of the ones at the music hall, and um, when he pulled his head off, I, I was I mean pulled your face off like that. Yeah. I just died, dude. I couldn't stop laughing. I was in the middle of the this big ass mosh pit. People are smashing me, and here's Dave walking up, shooting his load all over us. And I'm uh-huh. like, this is ridiculous. It, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> It was, it was so beautiful. I think we did we did him we, we did him like at least four or five times. And <laughs> and I remember we had one where he came out with his kid blanket and he's like he's like, It's a some uh, no, it's a slumber party celebration. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and it was like they're just having all these slumber parties with these kids. Like nothing wrong with a grown man having a slumber No, party. never. No, I mean I you know, know. if the documentaries yeah. that have been out recently, uh, if hadn't proved that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> poor poor Michael Jackson. Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, poor Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> right, exactly. And he still won't admit it to this day. <laughs> Well, he's already messed up anyway. Yeah, he's all, he's, all, he's all fucked up, that poor kid. I always think of you guys, uh, also another thing is uh, when in armor and, and when in things on stage, I know how hot it is on stage. Oh, yeah. You guys must be drenched. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because I always, I always think it's like such a, a – it's an unfair critique that if people are always like, oh, the music's a, it's so, so, blah, 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 whatever. The musicianship in this band is fucking amazing. Yeah. And the fact that these guys can play with all that stuff on them, because I mean, so, at certain points, it's like, it's, you can't see. They, you're just yeah. trying to maneuver and do stuff, trying to get out of the way of a giant dinosaur falling or watching out for a giant <laughs> cock monster or whatever, you know? And, and, and that's the thing where it's like, all these other up high and mighty musicians who might think that that's a you know uh, a diss. It's like, man, you, you try doing that. You try doing right. any of that. I, I've I've know? said that for years, dude. When I've I've defended you guys on that for I don't know how long. People are always like, eh, they're they're good, man, but you know they're they're not technical I'm, enough. And I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Do uh, you see the no, shit man, that they have to walk it, out in? 
Yeah, and it's undeniable that the, the musicianship in this band is is very strong. You know? Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, you know, guys, I can hear it. The, I mean, yeah, you can hear it. And you talk about, like, there's guys who went off and had solo projects be very successful on their own. And that's a, a, an undeniable fact. There's guys that went off to do bigger things. Right. So you can't it, – it, it, it's always a moot point to me because I always I, – I, I feel like I, I feel bad for the musicians in that sense where sometimes I think they get overlooked uh, because of the quote-unquote gimmick when it's like, no, you you guys don't really understand what this actually is. You're trying to quantify yeah. it as a band, and it really isn't. There's so much it's, more to Guar on so many levels right. that it's not, it's not the same. It's like, do you guys do every single little bit of everything? You know, it's like yeah. that's not what happens with most bands, you know. They pass, you know, a good majority it off to other people, you know. I mean, the 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 all of all of it, the 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 technical uh, uh, capability of the musicians, the the um, the amount of artwork that goes into it, all the the costuming and ev- everything, the whole production of it uh, is so amazing and it is so well done. And uh, because you you know, it's taken. Uh, the, the craft has been honed. I mean, the dues yeah. have been paid. You guys yeah. have done it. This is amazing stuff, you know. And and like with Wayne's kid and everything, you know, these new generations coming up, they're going to see it, you know. And I I think it's Guar is what this timeline, this 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 group of kids are going to need to see as as a as a slap face of reality because yeah. we we are completely. Uh, hushed. Everybody's hushed about everything anymore. No one wants to say anything. Don't do this. Don't offend. Don't do this. whatever. You yeah. know. I mean, you need a shot of reality. Here you go, and well, get some entertainment out of it. Yep. Yeah. And, it, and it's like if you if if you close up that creativity, it's sort of like you're you're turning your back on a very fundamental part of humanity because mm-hmm. that's what that is what separates us from everything else. It's like if we if if you really want to go into you know, hey, everything, you know, you can't say that, you can't think that, I have to control this. That's that's counterintuitive. That's not how humanity should be. Humanity should always be expanding ideas and, and, and philosophies all the way across the board. It, it, it's like if you're so butthurt you can't have a, a, a civil conversation with somebody, it's like, I'm sorry, if you're not smart enough to have this conversation, then walk away. Like, yeah, so, exactly. So, you know. Uh, or go work on it come back with me come back to me with a better theory you know not uh, you're gonna belittle or 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 uh you know down it because you don't completely understand what you're talking about exactly i see that rampant in media these days where it's like yeah you 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 interview people that think they're 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 behind the cause but they just maybe they glanced at some thing on the internet and then now they're behind it a thousand percent they right. don't understand because, it because because people know? people are are sheep we literally we are sheep we are i mean when it when it comes down to it because there's only so many you can you can have one per that one person has a has an idea it can even be a uh, or has a, has a cause and they're so intent in this cause but say the cause is fake you can make hundreds if not thousands of people believe this cause is fake. Oh yeah. Or or, yeah. or real. I mean, you know, yeah. just look at the yeah. the fucking look at the storm, the fucking uh, Area 51 shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was fucking ridiculous, dude. We're gonna I storm mean, it. 
We're the amount of <laughs> the amount of shit this kid went through mm-hmm. because he he posted this on the internet and had all these followers, and and he was like, oh, okay, and he just thought it was funny, but then he actually got in trouble for it. Right. Yeah. You and know? Then you think mean, about, but think how many dead people that would have been. That's just stupid. That's a lot of dead people. Yeah. You know, and they would have went to Area 51. Yeah, but, and they but, 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 you would have found Guar in a hangar. Right. You, you go, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Guar would have been sitting there already eating all the aliens. Yeah, smoking cigarettes. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing here? <laughs> yeah, but, but fundamentally, I think that, that that's that's part of my point, is that the kid is is trying to push the fact that, yes, there's all these parameters and rules that are meant to keep you as sheep. And that's a part of it that's like, uh, disconcerting for humanity in general if you're not trying to expand it's like people especially in this country should be mm-hmm. just pissed off constantly they shouldn't be scared like the government tells them to they should be just mad raging just going look y- 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 this this world shouldn't be this way you know and that's part of what you go the juxtaposition of gore is going look here you guys follow your leaders you do stupid shit the idea that that uh, uh, chaos and 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 reveling in the anarchy of it is is a necessary evil because you go it, it, at certain points if you allow these people to control you then you're not really living you're just sort of going through the motions you know yeah, yeah and absolutely. and I and I think I think that everybody has a certain potential in them and that's the part where it's like if you're wasting the potential then it's just wasted energy. You're not. You're not. You're, you're not spending it good. You're not spending your time well. And what's you know? what's great about the uh, about uh, speaking of this country, what's great about America and and, and being uh, an American is that you've got the opportunity to act this way. You've got the Correct. opportunity to yep. to be who you want to be, as loud as you want to be, anytime you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you don't, don't you don't have that yeah. in other countries. It doesn't yeah, even matter if it's in Canada. They don't yeah. have it there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, because that's the thing. The initial idea of this country and the initial structure of this country, amazing. Nowhere else in the world's like this, you know? No. And that is the thing. that That's the part where it's like the complacency is what I'm pointing at, because it's like Americans have gotten a little lazy and actually should be actually putting more effort into making sure that those th- those freedoms and those ideas are across. It's like, you worship right. whoever the hell you want. You you can think about life and, and liberty and pursuit of happiness in any way you want, you know. But and when it really comes down to it, I always go back to that thing. It's like we're all on the same ship. We're on Earth. We're hanging out in this one rock in space. That's the part that you you know humanity. And again, that's where I always think. That's how I look at it from Guar. It's like if I was an alien looking at humanity, that would be my biggest. Uh, you know, note to humanity. Hey, you need to stop fucking around and help each other out because that's all it is right now. That's it. You're all on the same boat. Stop fucking up. You know, <laughs> you know? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, then, then Guar could like do something with North Korea. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and then that happened. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's funny because I I, I, uh, I always look at it in those terms of like, we we have that fun satirical part of it, and and I think that's what helps us, you know, stay fresh because it is it's like, man, the world just gives us tons of material constantly, 
You yeah, know? It's a, it, it right. You can't make this shit up. Oh man, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Have you have you watched the Tiger King? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne has. I have. And uh, I just want to say that was the most mind-blowing and numbing thing I've ever seen in my life. And I, I don't even know where to begin. Like, where do these people come from? Like, this is unbelievable. Well, that's, I, I, I've always said reality stranger than fiction, man, for sure. Dude. Because that's, it's, 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 it's like, you sit down, like, I'm watching the thing going, this is made up. This has got to be right. Made up. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, "This is bullshit, man. This is not yeah. real." Yeah. I mean, no. Th- okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say the the whole like uh you know you're not that you're not that straight and uh the 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 like the poor the poor fucking bastard that had to sit there while the other guy shot himself and uh-huh. God, dude. I mean, like, how could all of this happen? Just in this one select group of uh, fucking math. people, dude. Well, yeah, all right. yeah. Math. All right, you answered. <laughs> and the answer, kids, is math. <laughs> well, well, you know, as, as it turns out, like I think most of them weren't on meth. It was just like it was just hampasent. So those yeah. main players were 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 on meth. But uh, yeah, it's man. Again, I was like. Huh. How could I come up with something that bananas for a story? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the next show, man. When you guys yeah, come buddy. around, you're gonna be killing uh, Joe Exotic on stage. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be. And, and you know, I, I watched the last day. They put out a new episode recently. Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you think of that poor guy. You know, like I say, poor guy. He was a he was a jerk off. But you know what I mean. Like he's in prison. All he ever wanted to be was famous. Now he's like the most famous thing in yep. the world yeah like it's the pope and him you know <laughs> that's it he doesn't he and he can't he does he can't he can't see any of it no he can't Crazy. see it he can't talk to nobody about it yep. he ain't getting no money off of it he's just fucked all the way around yeah. because meth <laughs> yeah <laughs> What? Don't do drugs. No, stay in it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Stay in school. Don't now, do drugs. Now we're back to the wrestling thing at the beginning over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what I was gonna say real quick was, you know, how you were saying, you know, people need to, you know, stop being this, stop being that, and kind of really push their creative, you know, juices out there and stop, just stop being stupid about it. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for us and being in america we wouldn't be able to do this show like there's right there's no way in hell that they would allow us to put this show on the air anywhere else no they've actually closed a lot of shows like ours down yeah we, we actually had a few episodes that were banned in germany and a few other other countries uh, yeah because of some of the content we actually got blocked listen to this this is one of our favorite stories we had a huge thing about about Bill Cosby. We were talking about him, <laughs> like like we listen, man. We were before before when he first started got getting accused of it. We were we were all for him. We we're like, oh, he's an old man. He's not, you know that. Bill Cosby didn't do that, right? That's what we were thinking. Yeah. And then when it all started coming out that he did it, we were like, what an asshole. We all feel bad now that we were like, you know, siding with the dude. <laughs> so we released this episode out and. Can't remember what it was called, but it was pretty. It was pretty hard. It was pretty hard on him. And then, not two minutes after I released it, Bill Cosby blocked us 
all over the place. Like, it actually showed Bill Cosby blocks you. Bill Cosby Whoa. blocks you. Yeah, dude. I was like, holy shit. We got blocked by Bill Cosby. What's happening? <laughs> so, so our next show was called that. We yeah, got it was blocked called, by Bill Cosby. Yeah, I think, I, I, think, I think the episode was called Cos Blocked after that. Cos Blocked. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so you, you – you got to be grateful that you live in the United States because we can do these oh, things. Oh, yeah. We can we can voice oh, our no. opinion about all this shit, you I know? Mean, it's always the perspective check, right? You go, hey, <laughs> I talked to some of my friends who are like bitching about life in general. I'm like, look, first of all, let's let's just take the accounting here. You, you were born in America, so check. <laughs> You're male, check. You're white, check. You, how much more do you want in your fucking deck, dude? You know, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You know, like, it's crazy, dude. Like perspective check, man. Like it's like I get it. You know, we're all we all have hard times. You know, like everybody has yeah, problems. Everybody does stuff. But stop bitching about it, guys. People, people need to start looking at it as a, a human problem, not just a you know, uh, this race has it worse. This sect has it worse. It's like That's, no, we're humanity. There you we're go. All You're the saying same it, man. Thing. Yeah. That's the yeah, worst. That's the worst problem. part, man. That's the worst part in the world is is all the racist and and nonsense dividing and all that stuff. It just caused I, so I don't much even trouble. Like, I don't even like the term racist anymore. It's Me just uh, it's just uh, division. Well, it's that's, just division within yourself at this point. That that that's that's a NASCAR term, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> racism. <laughs> I know that's a slow burn. I got it. It was good. I got it. That was a good one. That was a good. I liked it. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I was gonna ask you real quick though. Uh, <laughs> you said about doing uh, the show in Australia and all that that shit that hit the fan there. Uh, any other countries you guys have you've gone to that you were like, well, this is a really cool. I, I mean, is the response different? Oh yeah. Everywhere like, you we, go. It, it's funny. We just did a European tour in the fall. Uh, around Christmas time and it was interesting because we hadn't been there we hadn't been back there in a while and it's sort of like we equate certain parts so like Germany gets us Holland gets us France gets us the UK <laughs> loves us you get to like Spain and Italy or like uh, Czech Republic or stuff like that they are just scratching their heads going what the fuck is this you know like it's <laughs> the the idea of it is like what you're interacting with me Ooh, get get off don't no stay away from me you know <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite times we first played slovenia right yeah so oh nice we played this club called kgb which was hilarious uh, <laughs> and uh and uh i remember it was like i kept looking at the people and i was like wait are the is there like a dance club or is there a nightclub here like what's going on there was maybe like four or five punk rock looking kids there and i was like oh so we're gonna have like four or five people oh geez you know one of those shows and i remember i remember as the show started all these well-dressed like i'm going out saturday night dressed to the nines in my best clothes coming wow. up to the stage oh like, shit oh you know and so of course they didn't know what the hell was going to happen. So as soon as the first gore effect goes off, the decap gets head chopped off and the blood starts spraying out. The entire crowd just goes and pushes (laughs) to the back of the club. And then those four little punk rock kids are standing there in the front just going, Hey, yeah, cool. You know, that's so good. I remember I was, I was, uh, I was getting, uh, uh, I was playing the giant robot, uh, enemy called Cardinal sin. Yes. And, and I, 
<laughs> I'd have this giant fight with uh, Odorous. And I just remember at one point, I I didn't see him on stage. I was like, where the where did he go? What this where you know what's happening? And he had ran off. He jumped off the stage and ran all the way. Because mind you, these people were all dressed and were at the back of the club, but they never left. Like they all oh. stood there watching the show, right? Right. And <laughs> uh, Dave runs all the way to the back where these people are, right? He's 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 all he's pressed up against them, right? He's got them all pressed up against, and he's got his sword. And, oh, and, and, and he calls me out like a, he yells over the music. He's like, you know, guard all sad. And he like charges me from the the back of the club. He runs all the way across the club and stabs the sword into my chest. And then I press the pyro <laughs> and the head explodes. Right? And I was like, these people must have had you like, what? the hell am i watching it's like, you know? like, oh my god this is the weirdest thing. way you know it's like you know, this is I, not the I saturday night i was expecting germany get you yeah. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah germany he's like oh look at them they're so funny ha ah. oh, <laughs> they, they they love they love the hell out of jitler <laughs> oh. <laughs> no i mean it, it it if you talk about you know there's this idea it's just funny because like all those places that just get the satire or get the idea of what Gwar is, you know, they, they, right. they embrace it whole, uh, wholeheartedly. Yeah. I think that some of our language barriers and some of the social interactions, it's like, that's why I think like that, uh, Italy, Spain, all those places, they get it. They understand it. It's just more that the interaction part isn't what they like or they're used to, you know, it's like, us getting up in their face or, or spewing on them or whatever is sort of like, I don't know. It feels like a, some sort of, yeah. Uh, it, it, anyways, it's just, it, 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 those areas still don't quite get us. Now, when we played Japan, I want to say that was the, one of the most amazing audiences. I mean, you you that, guys would fit right in there. Oh man. You're talking about such a cool. So it's like in the States, I would never jump off the stage. I know I'd be torn apart in like five seconds. Oh yeah, right? dude, they steal your clothes. Yeah, the costume would be. I'd, I'd oh, be yeah. naked. Yeah, I'd and be naked. and the costume would be on eBay in like thirty seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before we load it out, it'd be on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, stage but, worn. Uh, <laughs> no, the kid would be asking me to autograph it in the alley. That's. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, but uh, uh, no, it was like in Japan. It was like. I mean, the crowd was so amazing and the energy was just so like, they're there, they're so into it. And they had these like, in Tokyo, they had these little separate areas because they were very aware of like telling people, okay, if you don't want to get blood on you, you have to stand here. But if you want to interact and have fun, here's where you stand. So they had these like little cordon areas that nice. people who just wanted to watch and see what it was or didn't, you know, because as you saw... As the show progressed, more and more people kept coming out from under the little cordon and, and started to, inter- <laughs> Try, you know, get trying to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, this is fun, you know. And awesome. I actually ran out. Me and Dirks actually ran out on the dance floor and and um, interacted with people. He's playing his guitar out there and I'm out there swinging a sword and running around. With That's so cool, dude. Taking photos and, you know, singing a song. And it was amazing, you know. So. Uh, yeah, I loved it. I I, I hope Guar gets to go back to Japan Hell someday. Yeah. So good. 
Well, I'll tell you what, man, you're living a dream, that's for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, for <laughs> well, sure. Before we get out of here, dude, I got one more question for you. Do, sure, do, sure. Do, do you, you know, I know you're, you're into the, all the art stuff and stuff like that, but do you do you play video games at all? Oh, gosh, that's like I'm a crackhead, and that's my crack. <laughs> all right. So have you, pl- have you guys, have you ever played a game called Gears of War? Yes, I love Gears of War. Gears all right. of War, it's it, so, it, it, uh, initially when they had the i think it was like the second one came out yeah we met some of the developers and we oh. were actually talking to them about like gore game because it's like you talk about that universe how gory and amazing right. it is that'd it's be amazing like, well, gore game well that's what i was uh, that's what i was thinking i was like you guys should be like uh um uh, content for well that's for gears it's funny. It's funny you say that because, like, right now, that's one of the projects I'm working on. Is I'm gonna do a uh, YouTube and Twitch channel that I'm uh, doing video game playthroughs with Saulborg and me. You know, so it's gonna be like double whammy. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm 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 already there's two games I've been playing online for a while that I'm gonna start with that because I want us to get back into that. Uh, that arena because yeah I mean, hell the only video game we got is the beavis and butthead one. Oh, nice <laughs> nice <laughs> you know that's the only video game we've ever been on basically that's funny um and and yeah it just it 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 would be there's so much many developers out there that the gore universe would just be amazing to, yeah. to inject in video games yeah because yeah. i thought about that when when i first started playing well i mean i've been playing gear since gears one and well, we've we've both we've both been actually. This is how the show started. Was uh, we started playing uh, Xbox Live Halo. together. We were playing Halo together, and nice. And we became friends, and and just happened, just happened to decide, hey, let's do a fucking show. So it just started that way, and that's where the name came from too, because the Metal Hand of God is actually uh, uh, is was actually the name of the the gaming clan that we were in. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, 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 has always had it, that. That's the thing you talk about, like Warhammer 40k, nice, all those sure. types of games. Uh, we used to play blood bowl on the, on the bus, like on the <laughs> old rickety school bus. Dude, blood, blood bowl, bowl tournament. Blood bowl know? was so awesome. So yeah. good. Uh, actually yeah. y- y'all ever play, uh, this is the thing we're, we're trying to figure it out. We're about to do it, uh, on here is, is, uh, this thing called roll 20. Have you ever seen that online? No, I haven't seen that one. Um, I'll send it to you later, but it's it's basically like an online RPG which you can create yourself. Nice. And, and you can invite your friends to play, and you can do campaigns and stuff. Um, wow. Yeah. And being that all this social distancing and all this stuff that we have to do now, we're thinking that we're going to start trying to we're going to put a put a campaign together and play with everybody and see if nice. I'll, I'll invite you, dude, if you want to come play and come hang out one Hell time. Hell yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. But um, yeah, man, it was awesome to have you on the show, dude. Really, thank you so oh, much for having me, guys. Thank you. Such a, for having me. Uh, such a good we're looking time. forward to Guar back on the road. We're looking forward I know. to yeah. I'm hoping and... we're we're hoping to have a few dates in October. Awesome. Uh, nobody uh, Riot Fest hasn't canceled their date yet, so that September is the earliest date we have right now. And then we're definitely slated for sometime next year. So Great. so Great. we'll be back out. Great for sure. Super. Um, yeah. So yeah, dude, and like I said, anytime you ever want to come back on the show, just hang out with us and shoot the shit about video games, man. Look, you're more than welcome. And if you ever want to hook up on the uh, Xbox, I'll send you my name, dude. We'll play play some Gears all day. Nice, nice. (laughs) Um, But anyway, 
I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. <laughs> and that was Matt McGuire, the slave of Saulborg Destructo. <laughs> and remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, too. Keep it, keep it, keep Adieu, adieu, parting with such sweet sounds. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>